What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Texan Overtime Podcast. I'm your host, Donald Smoot. Today, I got the gang with me, Marcus Crum, Alex Bersinio. What's going on, guys? What's up, man? What's up? All right, so every week, right, we got this icebreaker. This week, um, we're going to go back to basically last week's icebreaker and just continue it. We're going to talk about the Daily Texan IM basketball team. Daily Flexons? The, how, the, how did this week go? The daily flexions. So we got to win this week. Until so you're alive. Yeah, we're still in contention. We're technically in the hunt for a um, for a playoff spot. Right now we're one and two. And so I did the math the other day. Um, obviously next Monday is a must win for us. We have to we have to go uh, get a dub, and win by a very sizable margin. What? So how sizable? Like forty five? No. Um, about 17 18 that's not happening. which that, is <laughs> listen first off you lost two of them first off how, how much did you win by first off one don't put your limitations on us right because we're capable of anything two how, how much did y'all win by two we won 45 44 yeah dude right. <laughs> now now can i explain though thank you we had a 13 point lead at halftime oh my God. they came they came out out the gates um they yeah so they came out the gates i'm not gonna lie they started making a couple shots. They they were doing their thing. However, the refs in our oh. game <laughs> ask anybody on that floor or anybody ask anybody on that floor or anybody watching the two refs that we had. Was there anybody watching? Were yeah, there were people watching. Oh. Listen, listen. When we show up, it's a show. Okay, y'all are one and two. <laughs> it's, still, it's still it's still yeah, probably like <laughs> negative point differential for sure. But to be but to be fair and not to like excuse the losses, but oh. our our division of like playing at, at Monday nights on, at ten, it's honestly the the best of of coed basketball. So like, winning is hard, right? Yeah, right. It's the it's the sense. best of coed, yeah, of coed basketball. You gotta set those it's very hard. Up. It's very hard. Winning like every pole? every team is it's very hard. close next hard. to each other, but. The refs that we had, they were some of the worst refs. I'm going to need some accountability, man. They were some of the worst refs. That's a quick 50K right there, Don. Take it out. Take it out. What charity? Because I'll send it. I'll send 50K, 75. It doesn't matter. Those refs were terrible. And they took all the fouls, right, that they should have given us, and they put it on the opposite side, right? Bro, they had four and ones in the second half. It was complete. Wait, okay. So who do y'all play next? Is there a chance that y'all beat them by 18? Yes, there is. How oh, what's their record? They are also one and two. Oof. Um, their their name is, um, is should I say their name? Yeah, uh, sure. All right. So their name is Camp Cassine, right? We play we play them. They are. What's their point differential? Um, I actually don't know off the top of my head, but bad start. Yeah. Yeah. It it is what it is. However, no preparation. however, we came we came out last week and we played well. Okay. So now the only thing for us to do is um. Is finish these games and hope that the refs don't try to hand the game over. Because if that doesn't happen, listen, the game was tied 44-44 going into overtime. Mind you, overtime are overtime. scored one. Overtime point. is two overtime is two minutes running clock. Like there's not there's like three possessions. You know that one free throw? Yeah. Who who yeah, hit the who, free throw? Who missed the free throw? Um it was a what was it? Was it a one on one? I can't remember. Yeah. So it was um it was a one on one. It was it was one of our players, his name is Zachary Lev. Right, he he knocked down the uh, the free clutch. throw in overtime. But there's like there's like three possessions in overtime. It's it's two minutes, right? You can't do you can't really do anything. Um, Here's what I think we need to do. I think y'all what? should just nobody. We y'all should no show this last game, and we can just start spring training for mm. softball IM season because y'all aren't gonna win. That's true. No way a one and two team makes a run in the playoffs. Exactly, and I mean teams are already 
prepping for softball. And if we want to change at winning anything, I feel like softball. I've been hitting the cages. Yeah, me too. Me and Donnie went Sunday. Yeah, we I did. I got a blister and everything. Oh, my God. I'm not going to brag, but somebody on Twitter uh, compared my swing to Nelson Cruz. So that's all I'm going to say. I don't know who did that, but I saw A journalist. Story. I saw it. That's and the tweet got like three likes because everyone's like, yeah, this isn't it. This this isn't it. Like, he doesn't swing like Nelson Cruz. That's, I'll, that's not the look, one. if you look at the video, the video's out there. Y'all can find it. Pretty similar. Yeah, we don't really care about I the video. I feel like I might. <laughs> but I mean, we, I'll just say this. I'll be the best hitter on the team. That's probably not saying much because we're the Daily Texan. I don't what? think that's true. I don't think. I, I, I don't think, think that's Johnny true. Johnny and I will that's not hit true. for a higher average. Yes, sir. I think y'all are both overrated like Texas softball. Hey, man. Listen. First off, we're not overrated. I kind of overrated Texas softball. You <laughs> said they weren't going to lose. You said that they were going to go into And then they proceeded to, to make me look bad. <laughs> they beat. Who <laughs> and they almost lose and, to? Was it North Texas? And lose, two, and lose two games after just crushing everybody else. I don't understand what happened. Who, di- who did they lose to? So they needed to beat North Texas. They needed extra innings to beat North Texas right. by one in, in nine innings. They lose. A very exciting game, They though. get shut out by Duke at home. 1-0 loss. And, then, I, I mean, the other loss, I mean... It's a top 10 team, so yeah. I don't think that's bad. I mean, Louisiana's good at softball. Yeah. I, I I, do think it's funny that the week after we just rave on and on about how they, they're they not going to lose again this season. What were you thinking? They play UCLA <laughs> and Washington in back Listen, I'm not going to lie. I got caught up in the moment, right? Bro, they were killing people by 12 runs a game. Wait, like, UCLA's pretty good there, right? <laughs> UCLA is uh, the, the, pretty good. Yeah. The, the number one team in the country? Yeah, I think, what's they're, their, I think they're decent. What's their point uh, differential? They're 15 and 0, point differential of 130 to 20 right now. So uh, there's a chance. So, so 110. Yeah. So 110. Uh, Again, listen, it was a bad it was a bad weekend, but what we're not going to do is sit here and act like like they don't have the um like they don't have the bats or the pitching. I don't know. To get to bats. UCLA. Do they have the bats? I I would say that's the concern right now. <laughs> is that they absolutely have the pitching? Um, I think that the concern is they had they've had a few games where they've struggled to to put up. I mean Duke, you lose one zero at home, and they got you know. hits, which is just strange. Well, and that that's I think the one thing that um, Coach White's talked about a few times um, after these these losses is they've been they've been making contact in in every game, and they they've been putting balls in play, but they've just been, I mean. To, for, for lack of a better term, they've just been hitting them right at the defense, which, um, I mean, that's kind of just an excuse. But at the same time, I think that's also a, a fair assessment of, of why they've they've dropped a couple games here. Um, so this weekend, this is, this is huge, yeah, yeah, this is this is this is the stretch where you're gonna find out. It's a you're gonna find out two things. You're gonna find out who's 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 going to be there at the end right among, among the top teams and you're going to find out what this team is made of again this run is crazy though because they they play back-to-back games against number 10 slash number nine louisiana on thursday night they're going to play number one ucla friday friday night they're going to play number two washington and then then they they're going to play a double header that's just that is also, they have mad double headers, and I don't appreciate it. Like, like just just from a scheduling standpoint, it's ridiculous to have this many well, double. And then yeah, that Saturday you get Fresno State, and then ranked Michigan, and then yeah, you played that right after <laughs> Fresno State. Exactly, and you play that Sunday yeah. again. So, so, so in a five in a five day span, you're playing one, two, three, four, five rank five rank games, and. And four of them are in the top ten. How many of these games do they need to win for us to be like? 
Okay, they have a shot. Or does it matter as long as they're into the games? I, I think this weekend they need to win four games. Four? For to four. to out of five? To okay, to what like I don't understand what you're saying. Like to, to be a contender, they need to win four out of five here. They okay. they need to, they need to beat either UCLA or Washington. What if it's like a one run loss? I think you could three, I think out, three out of five and lose to both of those. But then yeah. but then are you like okay, like 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 what's the what's the the standard? I of think like, you can win three of those. Beat Fresno, Michigan, and Boise State, and if you lose respectfully to those top two teams, you're like, okay, like we there's a just a moral that's, victory. Yeah, so is that what we're sure. in for? Is moral victory? Yeah, it's moral all about moral for minor league cultures. We we don't do that. That's well, they just lost to Duke, so. But again, listen, it's something. It's it's a it's a one off though, right? I think now I think we can all agree the Michigan game that's a that's a must win. You have to you have to take care of business there. I think, so. I think. Um, I think the Washington what well, no I think the UCLA game is more important than the Washington game just because and I know that they're it's Wednesday right now they play tomorrow so they're probably traveling right now um but they have a little bit of rest and so if you can if, not if, really I mean that's what I'm saying like the travel isn't necessarily rest but this is the first game that they don't have a game it's yeah. the first day that they, yeah that they don't have a game but if you come off this double header of playing against Louisiana and so I mean, you're playing from 4:30 to about 10:30 at night. Wh- where they score? They scored. They scored four runs. <laughs> they scored four runs in six hours. They can, they can get something done against UCLA. I think the the struggle once you get to Michigan is pitching depth. I think your your hope is so Ellish pitched um, on Tuesday night. I think your hope is that she pitches Thursday and Friday. And I. There, there's no way they throw her out. She can't go back. But to she, but she, they, I think they, they might use her like in a closing situation. Potentially, but I, my, I, I think potentially they'd use her Thursday and then hopefully save her for Saturday. Michigan, yeah. so that you can have because because you can't throw her. I mean, I think they go all out and try and get that one on Thursday. Because well, if you win one of those, you're good. Yeah, I, I, I think I think so too, and that's why I think she pitches Thursday. But then after that, once you get into that Michigan game, you, you they're not going to have depth to be able to pull the starter early, like they've done, had to do a couple times um, early this season. And so you have to, like, they're going to have to get five or six innings out of their starter against Michigan once they get to that point in the weekend, especially with the bats that UCLA and Washington have. That's just a tough draw because I mean UCLA. That's not even part of that. That tournament, it's that Washington draw that kind of screwed them, where you get them right off the bat, and that classic. Um, if it's the other way around, you could get UCLA on Thursday, and they can get a team like Boise State or Fresno State on Thursday, or on Friday, I mean. And right. That's, I mean, that's workable. Like, you can live with that. Yeah. This is like, you've got two chances to define, or get you know a season-defining victory, and if you whip on those, I mean. Then, then you have a tired team heading into a weekend where they, I mean, they could potentially drop, you know, any three. of those games. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess, just in summary, um, they're not going undefeated, <laughs> but, and I just say that to say Don, you're wrong, but also, they can it make some statements is. this week. They they have an opportunity. If they beat either UCLA or Washington, expect Donna to come back with that same energy from last week. Come back? He never left. Okay. He um, never left. Listen, I and, like, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Well, actually, no, I wasn't joking, but, like, um, I, I seriously believe in, in this team and what they're doing. I just think that I think that the start that they had, it's it, it's not a fluke. It's not a one-off, right? I honestly believe in them. So I think that they have a chance to do something special this weekend. Um, some 
another team on campus that has kind of not not the same type of rough draw, you know, Texas baseball. But Texas baseball plays number 11 LSU on Friday and then number 6 Arkansas on Saturday. And they just got a good win against Sam Houston State, 4-1. Um, exactly. This still, is, still undefeated. This, still is undefeated. A, this is a huge weekend for both these teams, though. Because, I mean, these both of these weekends are stretches where, like, the season feels like it'll probably tilt one way or another after after this weekend. I say that too, but then I look back at last year when they swept LSU and then just completely fell right. apart. But 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 I think this team is different in the fact that they this uh, baseball team at least is different in the fact that they have a lot of young guys that have yet to prove themselves against you know top ten teams. Yeah, because I mean aside from Sam Houston State, they didn't really have too many great victories. I mean you got ones against. Boise State, who just played baseball for the first time in right. 40 years, wins over Lamar, UTSA, and Rice, which, I mean, it's good that they've shown that they can beat teams that they're supposed to. But, yeah, this weekend's really going to be it. Um, I think LSU is definitely beatable, um, if you're looking at it from Texas's point of view. Arkansas is going to be the rough one. I mean, the last time they played, they, they've had a couple of home-and-home series. I know they played in the College World Series a couple years ago, and they got worked by them. Um the thing that they have going for them is that it's not in Arkansas, it's in Houston. I mean, there's still going to be plenty of fans. But um, the fact that this game's in Houston rather than in Baton Rouge or um, at Arkansas, that's going to help them. Um, but, I, I mean, what, you got to win two of those? If you can go two and one over the weekend, feeling yeah. pretty good? I think I think two and one um, would be a good start. I think you're looking at that Arkansas game. Um, Ty Madden has solidified his spot as, as the Saturday starter. And he's really had a great start to the season. Um, I mean, first weekend against Rice, he goes out, he, he blanks Rice. Um, and then uh, against Boise State, he went out and, and uh, just allowed one earned run. And so you look at, you know, what he's been able to do. I, I think that's going to be big. It, I think, you know, baseball and softball are weird in the fact that you get one hot pitcher and you can pretty much beat anybody. And I think yeah. that's what they saw, the, the softball team saw against Duke is um, they just had a pitcher that they just couldn't figure out for seven innings, and um, and they go out there and, and drop a game. And so I think that's going to be big to see um, Madden and, and really his first start against um, a, a top-tier opponent. Can, can he go out there and have the same kind of performance against a really good Arkansas team? Yeah. <laughs> Great points. Great points. Facts. <laughs> right? Facts. <laughs> oh, wait. LSU's 5-3. and three. With losses to Indiana, they lost to Indiana two to seven. They lost to Nichols mm. two to four. They lost to Eastern Kentucky zero to two. Um, Can you say overrated? Yeah, don't don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, part of me wants to start the overrated chant like on this podcast. Yeah. I won't do it, but um, I mean, looking at that, I didn't know that they were five and three. Um, so yeah, I mean that game's definitely winnable for Texas. You need to win that. And Arkansas, I mean Arkansas, is Arkansas. They haven't lost yet, but uh, yeah, two and one. And I think Texas fans are feeling good about that. Well, look, it's a it's a big weekend for both baseball and softball. Um, it every game is big for this for Texas men's basketball. Um, and so Alex, listen, I'm gonna take a step back because you because listen, I'm gonna take a step back. I'm gonna let you do what you do because a week ago. You came on here and you were saying, you know, Shaka should keep his job and he should do this and do that. And things have kind of swung towards your way. And so I'm going to let you do your thing. 
I might have been the only person on campus that said Shaka should have kept his job a week ago. I think I think I was with you. No, you weren't. Yeah, yeah. I'm you, were, sure. you were half-hearted. You were no, half-in, no, 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 no. half-out. Half sure you I left said, the door cracked I'm pretty open. sure I said Alex is actually always right, and I really agree with that Thank point. You. I'm pretty sure no, I remember no, saying that. To you're a good friend. Yeah, actually, no. I, I see what you're doing. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay, so um, there was this theory that I put out last week. It might have even been two weeks ago. With all these injuries, you've got four um, big-time minute players out. You've got... Jericho Sims out, Jace Fabriz, um, Gerald Liddell, and then Kamaga Hepa, strep throat. Uh, we found out, what, I think right before Monday night's game against West Virginia? The same team that beat them by 38 a month ago. Um, and they go out there with, I mean, Shaka's playing everybody on scholarship because he can't, I mean, it's an eight-man rotation. That's all they have right now. Um, and they looked, that was probably their best win of the season. And so there was this theory that I threw out there last week that the, sh- the team that Shaka has right now without four really solid players um, – is going to play better and be coached better um, than it was at the beginning of the season. Just because I think Shaka's better at working with these type of players, um, and that's no disrespect to what the players on the court right now. It's just you're missing four really, I mean, key contributors. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, there is this idea that Shaka is better at coaching with the talent that he has right now and the situation that he has right now versus coaching when he has players like Jackson Hayes or Jared Allen or Mo Bamba or Jericho Sims where he doesn't really know how to utilize them to their, I mean, maximum potential. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to the Final Four, but, you know. Listen, okay. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> look, I'm, okay, so, again, I want to give you your props on that. But you see the fault in that, right? It doesn't matter. Like, like you see the problem in that. You see that it puts an obvious ceiling on, on your team when you say, oh, yeah, like, if you, you give give me all these stars, but I can't coach them. Give, Especially give since them two Texas to three stars. Is, they're, they're, Texas is always going to get these type that's of the players. problem yes and especially with the i mean shock has recruited well like that's that's been a strength of his. he just can't coach well, when we've talked about that is when he was at vcu it was great because you're not getting these five-star players you're right. getting two three four stars um and you're just going to get them to play hard every single game and that's not saying that five stars can't play hard it's just that he's been getting these four and five-star players and he has not been able to turn anything in so then what do you do going forward because if you because either either one or two things happen happens Either one, you say, okay, we're going to get a new coach and somebody that can coach this top talent. Or you say, yeah, we're not going to go after four and five stars. We're just going to get these two, three guys, these, hey, these two, three-star guys, and Shock is going to be our guy. Here's the thing. So during the West Virginia game, um, Joe Lenardi said that with this win, if they were to go and finish that win, which they did, all they would have to do was go two and one over the next three games, which isn't exactly easy. You've got Texas Tech. At, in Lubbock, you've got OU in Norman, and then you've got Oklahoma State at home to finish out the year. Um, winning in Lubbock, pretty hard. You can win in Norman, and you can beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's not good at basketball. Um, but on top of that, you can't go one and done in the Big 12 tournament, which means the. I and mean, that's another reason these games are huge is, I mean, you're battling for position as well, which I didn't think I'd be seeing at this time of the year. But, I mean, they're back in contention. I, I want to throw out a theory here. Because, I mean, if you look at the the last three, four games um, before this this three-game win streak, I mean, Texas put up, so 58 against Kansas, 57 against Tech, 45 against Baylor, and then 52 against Iowa State. And then they go out and put up 70, 70, and 67 in the last three. So, obviously, Courtney Ramey's been a, a, I mean, the the centerpiece of, of this resurgence. But at what point, I mean, we're looking at Shaka as, as kind of the, 
the um, the catalyst for this. But if if you really look at this, I mean, Texas is just making shots, right? Like yeah. like is I mean, and that's the big difference. And at, and at what point does that catch up to them? To where you know Ramey goes out there, he misses four threes in the first half, and yeah. they get down by fifteen. Well, that's what Shaka said after the game, and that's what Huggins um, said as well. He's like, they're just making shots, and the other teams aren't. And I thought about that after the game on Monday. Is you have three more games in the regular season, how many more times are they going to be able to do this? And right. you really just need to do it two more times because you can beat Oklahoma State just straight up. You don't need to have an incredible game, but. Um, you're just going to have to sit there and hope that Courtney Ramey and Andrew Jones continue to go off over these next two games. Because um, if they don't, there's nowhere else to get these points. Do you right. guys think that they do? Is this sustainable for, for the next three games? I, I think you just need it to be sustainable for one of the next two. And I think they're fine. So get one of those wins. I don't think it'll be Tech because they just lost OU. Um, I think you can go to Norman and steal a win, which I don't even know if I'll say steal. They're not. Like a great team, but I think you can get to Norman, get a win, and then you just gotta beat out Oklahoma State at home. I don't think they win in, in Lubbock though. I I'm not confident that it can be sustained long enough to secure a tournament berth. I th- I think again, one of these last three games they they get a win, but if you go if you go one and two, let's say let's say they drop at home against Oklahoma State. And then go into the tournament, and again, you're still relying on these guards making shots. That's just, I mean, that that is a, if you live by the three, you die by the three as well. And yeah. and if they go into the tournament with that mindset, I, I, on one hand, anything can happen, but on the other hand, I think it's more likely with the the shallow rotation that they have that um, that it's not sustainable. A- anything that they do from this point on, at least for me. It's it's shocking. So I don't think this is sustainable because I've been out on this team, and so I don't I don't be, I don't believe in them. I don't I don't trust them like that. So listen, if they do get it done, hey, good good for you, right? <laughs> like, but I me personally, I don't believe that they're here's that the thing. Sustainable. I mean, it's pretty simple now. Like like I said, you just need to win one of the next two and then be Oklahoma State. Right now, they're tied for fourth with OU at seven and eight in the Big Twelve. That's Actually, wild. also tied with West Virginia. That's wild. that. There's a three-way tie for that's, fourth um that's trash and OU, i mean they got a win and they, they beat texas tech recently so like that was huge if that doesn't happen then they're it's a two-way tie but um yeah i mean these next three games i well and already played it out pretty simple you know win two and don't lose in the first round and, and yeah. if they win two of the next three you're probably going to play a team like tcu or oklahoma state maybe iowa state which probably wouldn't be <laughs> best for texas but <laughs> They've handled TCU well this year, um, so they just might get a good draw in the tournament, which that's all I need. I just want to pose a question real quick. Is there a chance that Texas makes this miracle run of the tournament and Shaka still doesn't keep his job? I think if he gets to the tournament, he's that's the job saver. M- miracle run, which, it's a, is, dude, which, it's is how, a, which is how far? No, no, like no, just no, no, get no. To, the to, to the tournament. Oh, I'm, I'm to saying get, that the, they make even, this late season run and, and make a push for the tournament. I don't then, think he oh, even needs to win. Well, well, look, when you were saying tournament, I thought you were talking about the Big 12 tournament. Okay, no, no, the NCAA tournament. They win the Big 12 tournament. <laughs> I mean, listen, that would have been insane. Immediate job. The, the extension they, yeah. is waiting for him at the time. <laughs> yeah. If, if, so you're asking if he just gets to the tournament? Correct. Um... Yeah, I think Texas. Just because of given I, the circumstance, I right? Think, I think Texas the injuries yeah. helped him. 
at one. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think he stays. Might have saved his job. I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know if an extension comes. No, I was kidding. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know if an extension comes. But he keeps his job if they if they get to the tournament. You're right though. These injuries did save them because if they do this with everybody, then like congrats, you're beating teams you should probably right. be beating anyway. You're doing what you should, and do. you're still a fringe NCAA tournament team, which yeah. your job is still going to be on the line. But the fact that you're out four players and just willing this team it's and this team willing its way, yeah, like if they can somehow get a berth i think that's all they need to do at this point which is crazy because heading into the season we were like it's an ncaa tournament win or bust yeah right. he's out if so. he see this stuff now listen y'all already know i'm what i think but what if he gets what if he gets there and they lose in round one it's embarrassing and it's like <laughs> and it, like like and it it just undoes everything everything he does san diego state just beats him by like 40 exactly <laughs> like if they get embarrassed in in the first round does he come back I mean, I think g- so. Again, given the circumstances, it depends how many players are out. If four, if the same four that were out, right? On if, if they get if they get everybody back and then that happens, then that might be. So the, the finish line for this year is literally the first just, round. just the first round just of the there. tournament. That's all Texas oh, fans yeah. wanted. <laughs> that's all they need. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Anyways, um, that's all for this week of Texan Overtime. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow Texan Sports on Twitter and read all of our stories at thedailytexan.com. Shout out to our audio person, Divya, who handles everything. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.